I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Begotten, a five-part audio drama brought to you by Manola Theatre. Part two. I don't recognize my body. I think someone snuck in while I was sleeping and changed it. Look at my hands. Do they look right to you? My fingers aren't shaped like this. I'm going to walk today, to the end of the street. It's 150 paces, give or take. I'm going to go as far as Cheryl's house. I can't stop till I see the brick that's discoloured on the far side of the door. If she's there, I'll say hello. I'll compliment her on the snapdragons. I will not fall apart and she will not know any different. The discoloured brick, then I can turn around. Shit! No, sugar, be a lady. John slept further away last night. I've been watching for a month and it's seven centimetres now. There's enough space that I can put my hand between us. I reached out and touched his back last night. Just the small where the hair is. And he made this murmuring sound. Kind of annoyed. He used to talk to me any time I touched him. I don't know what he's going to do when he gets to the edge of the mattress. <laughs> Roll onto the floor. Probably move into Alice's room. I have to stop thinking like that. That's not who he is. Why the fuck do I treat him like he's the defective one? <gasps> fuck, I swore again. Fuck! Alice is six now. Her hair's so dark and curly. So his. Why don't any of my genes seem to show up in her? John's not the one who carried her in his uterus. She didn't split him open when she came out screaming. She never even looked at me that whole first night in the hospital. Just him. He held my hand, but he looked at her. I threw all the knives away yesterday, just in case the two of them get any ideas. Not that I think they'd really attack me, not normally, but maybe when they're angry. 
Maybe the next time John gets mad because I say something irrational. When he says, Jesus Christ, Eileen, it's normal for fathers to love their daughters. Don't make me feel dirty for having her in my lap. I swear you're making this impossible. Maybe then. It's possible. When John and I first started having trouble, we went to a couples therapist. Her name was Mavis. Mavis suggested that we find things to do together, besides housework and looking after Alice. She said making new memories together would galvanize us as a couple. John wanted to go rock climbing, but I get scared of heights. I suggested taking a language class. John said he'd like to learn Spanish or French, then asked, what about me? I said I liked Gaelic. John is a patient person, but at that particular point he screwed up his face and asked, Why the hell would you want to learn Gaelic? When will you ever use it? I said, because it's a pretty language, and because it's amazing how many different letters you can put together to make the sound vroom. John said enjoying making a vroom sound different ways wasn't a good enough reason to learn a defunct language and signed up to a men's basketball team. I got a library card. I'm going to invite Cheryl over. Yes, I'll mail her an invitation. I saw on the computer that there are pictures now. You can put pictures in under the typing. I'll put a picture of a teacup Maybe with steam rising off the top. Oh, but what if they only have a coffee cup? What if Cheryl wants tea and I put a coffee cup? Maybe she won't come. Oh, God. I'll put a cake as well, if they have it. A few weeks ago, I borrowed a book that teaches you to play different card games. I know you can learn on the computer... But I like to study first, so that the computer players think I'm a stupid first-timer and go easy and then I beat them. <laughs> I like hearts the best. I think it's funny because they named the game after the bad thing, the thing that makes you lose. The hearts aren't as bad as the Queen of Spades, though. She makes you get 13 points, which is as bad as all the hearts combined. Did I tell you that getting points is bad? You want to get zero. Zero makes you win. The first time I played, I guessed I would come second, and I did. Then I guessed I would tie with Sharon, the computer player with the kicky bob. And it looked like she was going to beat me, but then she got the queen right at the end and we tied. Sometimes I get it wrong. But the first time I got a perfect score, I knew I would before I even opened up the game. It was just a feeling. We have a deck of cards in the study. I'm going to shuffle them and put them on the table in between the teapot and the cake. Then I'll ask Cheryl if she wants to play. I think it's rude to say no to an activity once it's been suggested. For instance, if you were eating dinner with someone and they started choking and they made it clear to you that they wanted you to give them the Heimlich maneuver, it would be rude not to, especially if they were hosting you. Cheryl isn't a rude person. She always says hello on the days I go outside, and sometimes she pulls up the snapdragons from her garden and puts them in my mailbox with a note that says she's always here if I want to talk. 
which is nice, but also a bit lazy because it means I'm the one who has to come up with things to chat about. I don't see her volunteering any topics. Anyway, I've got something now, and that's a relief. I can ask her if she wants to play hearts. If she says she doesn't know how to play, then I'll say, Cheryl, would you like me to teach you? And she'll say yes, and I'll tell her the rules. That'll buy me some time until the next note arrives. One thing I probably won't explain to Cheryl, at least not in the first lesson, is that I like the Queen of Spades. Because she's powerful and not like all the other cards in the deck. I think if the Queen of Spades went to a party, everyone else in the room would stand back when she arrived and she could go anywhere she liked and eat or drink anything she liked and everyone would stay out of her way and not touch her because they'd be afraid to get her 13 points. When I teach Cheryl to play, I'll take the Queen of Spades and she'll think I'm being nice like the computer players and letting her win, but I'll actually be happy because I have the most powerful card. And that's more exciting than winning. Oh no. Oh god, fuck, no. Hearts needs four players. Stupid, stupid Eileen. You can't teach her to play. And you swore again. Stop it. Stop it now. Alice is six. Did I say that already? She was sick recently. I got up early one morning because I couldn't sleep and because John had moved another centimetre away on the mattress. And I found her in the bathroom, crying. There was this brown, watery vomit all through the bathtub and around the corners of her mouth. And when I came in, she looked frightened, like I might be angry with her for being sick or something. But I was happy. Because every time I have ever been sick, my vomit has been brown and watery. And every time John has ever been sick, it's been colourful and lumpy. And for a second, as I looked at Alice's vomit, she was my daughter. And I had carried her in my uterus for eight and a half months. And she had looked into my eyes all night long in the hospital. After the doctors had finished sewing me back up. <laughs> that could be a home ec project. Once you've sewn your pencil case and your boxer shorts, you graduate to vaginas. <laughs> I bet my doctor would get an A. <laughs> or maybe an A minus. It did sting to pee for a few weeks after. Anyway, I picked up Alice and carried her to the rocking chair and sang her all the songs my auntie had taught me on visiting days. Especially Morning Town Ride by The Seekers. It's my favourite. When John got up, we were still there, rocking and rolling and riding. That's from the song. And Alice had dozed off against my chest. And he just stood there staring at us for a really long time. And I could tell he was jealous because he had tears in his eyes and couldn't seem to think of anything to say. But I wasn't going to stop because she was my daughter and this was our time together and he already had every other moment of her life all to himself in a little private clubhouse just for them. I know it's not Alice's fault that he loves her more than me. I know she doesn't tell him to creep further and further away from me every night. I know she's not the one who decided going to see Mavis was a waste of time and money. 
I know that John only loves her in a way that dads normally love their little girls. I know all of that. But sometimes I forget. It's time to go out soon. John is at work and Alice is at school, and I've already washed the dishes and folded the clothes and done everything else on my list. I'm trying a new fabric softener at the moment. I saw it advertised on Brand Power. There's a daisy on the label, but I think it makes the clothes smell more like vanilla. I wonder if that's worth writing in about. Dear Sally Williams, I think it should be brought to your attention that you are not, in fact, helping me buy better. I might get a year's supply. <laughs> anyway, Cheryl will probably be in the garden, and when I get to her house, I can comment on the snapdragons and ask if she knows any Gaelic greetings and try to find out, in a subtle way, whether she drinks coffee or tea. I'll sneak a look at her mailbox and work out what size the invitation needs to be to fit inside. And when I've done all of that, I'll turn around and walk the 150 paces back. And I'll go inside and put on the tape with last night's episode of Suddenly Susan. And I'll drink a cup of tea and think about any other ways John or Alice might attack me now that the knives are gone. They probably won't, but just in case. John hasn't noticed about the knives yet. I made soup last night, so we only used spoons. And this morning I broke the tap handle off in the bathroom sink so I could spread jam on his toast with a fork while he was busy fixing it. I think it will be fine, for the rest of this week at least, because there are lots of things you can eat that don't need knives. Anyway, knives suggest violence, and I don't think we need that in our lives. Japanese people eat with chopsticks and look how polite they are. Look, I'm sorry to harp on this, but I really don't think this is my skin. Someone might have snuck in while I was sleeping and changed it. It's possible. Or maybe what's more likely is I did it. I've read in library books that there are some animals that shed their skins. Reptiles, mainly. Every so often their skin gets too small for them, so they slide out of it and leave it behind. And they don't seem to miss it. I guess when you are bigger and stronger, you don't think about the way you used to be. Maybe there's a smaller, shedded version of me somewhere in this house. Maybe she's seven centimetres wide and sleeps between me and John at night. Maybe she'll disintegrate and fade away. Or maybe she won't. I don't think it matters. I'm bigger now. And that's quite exciting. You have been listening to part two of Begotten, a five-part radio drama brought to you by Manola Theatre. Manola Theatre is a production and training company based in Brisbane, Australia. Begotten was reimagined as an audio drama in response to the nationwide closure of theatres and performing arts spaces. If you would like to hear more right now, you can access Begotten in full from manolatheatre.com.au and support the creators via the Pay What You Like option on their website. Begotten was written and performed by Bianca Butler-Reynolds and directed by Kat Decker, with post-production sound by Siobhan Finnis. The producers thank Calvin Baker and Jim Reynolds for their production assistance, and That's Not Canon Productions for their support. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.